Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome to the Spurs Show, I'm Barry Castanola. An amazing performance full of energy, desire, skill, passion and penetration. But that's enough about my Saturday night, we're here to talk Tottenham. Things could hardly be going any better. We return from a potentially tricky Champions League win in Moscow to play the seemingly invincible Man City who are looking to set a Premier League record of seven wins in a row. But Poch pooped Pep's party, pissed on his parade, pipped his pressing passing game with pace and perseverance, prompting panic and paralysis, pestering like a perverted pack of paramilitary pandas on PCP. All this without three of our best players. Our fifth straight win in all competitions on top of that, over the past few weeks, Levy has sorted out more contracts than a mafia hitman. Unbeaten after seven games, the best defence in the league with only three goals conceded. What's going on? Give us back our spurs! Here with me to dissect and discuss our two guests. We have the producer of Spurred On and Football Republic, comedian Barnaby Slater. Hello, Barnaby. Hello, mate. And also, lifelong, we'll say lifelong fan, any fan, if you're a proper f- football fan, you're a lifelong fan. We've got Matt Creeley. Hello, Matt. Evening, Barry. Evening. Excellent. So how, how are we doing, boys? Buoyant? Uh, yeah. Delighted. Like you said, what a time. You know, I, it's very rare, isn't it, to not be able to have any grievances with uh, our beloved club. But uh, yeah, spring in my step today, it's fair to say. And you, Matt? Brilliant. Delighted. Stepped off a plane Saturday morning, um, back to... Uh, this miserable weather and Spurs yesterday made it uh, uh, an enjoyable return to the country. They, I thought they were fantastic yesterday. It was great. I mean, walking up to the uh, to the ground yesterday, I said to a mate, um, I said, right, predictions. And um, they both said draws. Uh, and I said, I, f- I fancy us winning this 2-1. But I'll be honest, it was more in, more in hope because uh, they, they've looked formidable, Man City. And we absolutely, for the most part, took them apart. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I remember for the first 15 minutes of the game, just thinking, God, I've never seen a Spurs team play with this intensity. When are we going to get tired? (laughs) But that's the whole thing with Pochettino's fitness regime. And so it seems to be kind of this time in the season. What is it? Was it the sixth or the seventh game? And then last season when we beat them 4-1, a similar time where we really hit our straps. The same thing happened yesterday. And um, I predicted a draw before the game as well. I thought 2-2. I thought both teams unbeaten going into the international break. You know, neither team will want to lose, which sounds stupid, but you know what I mean by that. And uh, But we just took them apart. Like they didn't, you know, until that kind of 70 minutes to the you know last 20 minutes, uh, I didn't really feel like it was going to happen for them. And, uh, you know, all because of Pochettino's tactics, I think. From, from kickoff as well. I mean, yeah. there was that attack when, uh, when, when Sun hit over yeah. the bar. 
um, early on. It well, was... I did. I did. I haven't seen any football in the last two and a half weeks, um, apart from I watched the Spurs Sunderland game. I think um, on my phone, sitting in the, by the beach. But uh, I heard that Celtic really pressed them hard in on was it Wednesday Champions mm. League game, and <clears throat> I couldn't quite believe the score. And I saw it three all. Uh, and then I asked a couple of people on Saturday that I saw, and they said, "Oh yeah, Celtic really played well against them. The Tottenham are a much better side. They should be able to do the same kind of thing." So it was unbelievable. I mean, I quite—I I didn't realise half asleep, bit of jet lag. I didn't realise for about fifteen minutes that Dembele wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just because I just was—I was actually half asleep. We just looked. Oh, we got another team. So if Kane's not there, Dembele's not there. Mm. We've got another team. It, it was great. I mean, to have Wanyama and Sissoko come in, and I mean, quite a few Spurs fans have been unsure about Sissoko. Thirty million pounds, a lot of money to spend. However, we did need another midfielder in there. When you look now, as much as I was, I, I mean, I liked Mason. I thought he was a good mm. squad player, and Bensaleb looked great the season before last, mm. or looked very good, looked very promising. But the improvements now with with Wanyama, the way that Wanyama and Sissoko played yesterday, to have Dyer and Dembele out, let's forget about Kane for a minute, yeah. and for them to put in that performance, they're monsters. Imagine playing for Man City and facing those two. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think because uh, it's not always just as simple as how is that player going to affect your own team it's how are the opposition going to deal with that player themselves and like you said you know you look at uh, if you're a member of the opposition you look at Wanyama and Sissoko and then at 70 odd minutes Dyer coming off the bench you're like there's no let, let up to this you know there's no physical let up to the the kind of pounding they're going to take and it was it was just like foot in the whole time winning the ball back um, transitions incredibly impressive and you know I'm happy to say we're all old enough in this room that you know, this is unlike any Spurs side in the last 30 years or, that I've seen in my life where physically we're not going to get out-muscled by anyone. You know, we're not just a soft touch like Alex Ferguson used to call us. We are a team that is incredibly difficult to beat and it's relentless and uh, long may it continue, I think. I think when Yama, um, you know, we, he cost us £11 million. Pounds. Mm. When you think Sissoko's cost us 35 and you think... I was having this discussion with people, you know, just as the season was starting, you know, Benteke's gone for 36 million. The, these prices are now what five years ago was 10 million. Mm. Next yeah, summer, an av- a decent player will be a 40 million pound player. It's just the way that, that you know, the, 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 the nature yeah. of the game now. But we picked up Wanyan for, was it 11, 12 million? Yeah. He was unbelievable yesterday. The yeah. thing is, there's so many factors when you look at, um, you know, it, you can't do like for like, can you? You can't say these days, oh, he cost that, therefore he should cost that because there's so many different factors, you know, how, how long they've got left on their contracts and then with, with the Sissoko, we were trying to get him for a while and obviously, I'm sure Levy probably went in at four million. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but, but in the end, it was only because Everton were willing to yeah. pay 30 million that we ended up paying that. It was, and the fact that he had a storming Euros. You know, I think if he, he did. you know, if he hadn't played as well as he did in the Euros I think we would have ended up getting him for maybe 10 million less um, he's a I good think player he, he is a good player and this is the way I always put it with Sissoko because like you said you know a lot of Spurs fans like, oh, especially because Newcastle fans saying oh he turns up for one game every 10 or the big games or whatever as far as I'm concerned his national captain is in goal for the club he's now playing for so if he wants to play for France then he has to work in every training session and he has to work in every match and give a good attitude and Pochettino I think only he picks players on attitude first and then talent and you know if if those two things merge perfectly like a lot of the Spurs players 
Uh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't, put, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't pick me. I've got a great attitude. I'd love to play for Spurs. I mean, you can only take that so far. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's like he's just given Tom Carroll a new contract. I think a lot of Spurs fans are say, have been saying, you know, maybe Tom Carroll's time is at an end. But I think he sees Tom Carroll and he thinks, well, I'll keep you because you're a good pro. You've got a good attitude. And when it comes to it, League Cup matches or uh, you know matches where we need to rest some players, I'd rather have you in the team than a Bentaleb who's going to sulk off every time he's not playing the first team. Well, him and um, Winks had a, had a good game against Gillingham. I yeah, mean, fair enough, it's really Gillingham. like Harry Winks. Yeah, but I mean, both of them, it, it's, just, it's just looking so yeah. promising all round. Uh, and Matt, you're saying about the, uh, the Celtic game. Uh, and obviously, yeah, they did, they did. They pressed City and uh, City made mistakes and their defence looked a bit vulnerable. But you wonder whether with the Celtic game, whether Man City psychologically went into that game slightly going, this lot have just been hammered 7-0 by Barcelona. We're going to turn them over easily. Mm. Um, whereas you know that they would have come into the game with us up for it. Because, that, I mean, looking for that seventh win on a trot, and at no time did we did we let them play. And we're talking about the, the, the power of the midfielders. I read something that... It was noticeable watching the game, but we've got in our front six players. Only Ericsson is under six foot. Hmm. Uh, you've got a couple of six foot twos, six foot one, and then monsters. And then you know you're playing against the likes of Silva, Aguero. It was only it's only uh, Fernando who's, who's six foot out of all of the the city players, and it just showed. It looked like it looked like it literally looked like men against boys at times. We out we out muscled them yesterday. We out everything. We outpaced them. I think was it was it a match today stat where it's the most sprints in a game so far this season. Hmm. You know, that, that's as, a this, stat this, that means this, everything, this isn't team, it? This team <laughs> is, you know, I've had texts today, you know, the, the title was on. You think, well, calm down, it's seven mm. games in. But we are in a, I think already we're in a much better position than we than we were this time last season. Mm. Yeah, Champions League and obviously what happened the first game, etc., etc. But, you know, we, he's built such a good squad now. And even Janssen, who hasn't... You know, some people are saying, oh, he could be, the, he's, he might be the new Soldado. I don't think he is that at all. He will come good, I think. Mm. Um, he just, how he gets, you know, how he brings others into the game. Yeah. Soldado could never quite do. And if he's not scoring, Son is scoring. Deli Ali's scoring. So we've got scorers in the team. Yeah. He gives us a different dimension, I think. But it was a, it was a brave call yesterday, not playing Janssen. Uh, and again, discussing this before the game when, uh, when we found out the teams. And you think, on the one hand, you go, it's a shame, and psychologically for, for Janssen, um, he, he needs to get that goal. Obviously, he got the penalty against Gillingham. His link-up play's been, been very good, little one-twos, he set up some with a couple of goals. Um, but at the same time, I think it's the first time in, in years where we've got a manager where you go, oh, well, yeah, he's got a good reason for that. You know, it's not like, it be, whether it be AVB, Redknapp, Sherwood, there'd be decisions, you go, what are you doing? Why? Yeah. Whereas you know that it's it's everything is meticulous and everything's thought through and whatever you've seen in training and utterly vindicated, obviously. Yeah, and I think the thing, I imagine the thought process yesterday was um, he needed someone who was going to relentlessly press Bravo, Kolarov, Otamendi, Stones, etc. So that they couldn't play those passes out into the midfield that then every, maybe they did three or four times during the game and every time they did it created a chance. So... You know, all the fact that the crowd was getting on Bravo's back and stuff, that was all because he'd started by playing Son, pressing him from there and everyone coming up behind him. And that just shows, like you said, a, a tactical awareness and bravery because, yeah, I think a lot of, of fans were probably thinking, oh, but we need an out ball. You know, we need someone who's going to be able to hold up the ball if we're under pressure, if we play an out ball. But actually, Son did that really, really well as well. I was very impressed with that. And um, no, absolutely vindicated, as you said, uh, top stuff. And, and gives us another tactical option, that kind of force nine thing that everybody talks about. 
we've not really done that very often. I think Son started up front against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge last year, uh, or just off Kane anyway, and scored that goal. But apart from that, I can't think of too many, too many times where he's actually played up front. What do we think about the, uh, the the penalty incident while we're talking about Son with the Son Lamella? I'd love to know, and I don't think because Pochettino is the sort of manager that will keep it all in house. I'd love to know what the situation was because it seemed to me we're just guessing it, uh, and, and I think there's a uh, yeah we're just saying oh Son he, he seems like a nice guy hmm. he seems <laughs> seems like a lovely guy he wouldn't argue unless it was his but we don't know that but it but it does feel like it should have been the guy who scored five and five. It struck me that maybe it just hadn't been discussed since Kane got injured. I don't know. It seems that seems weird. It seems naive and weird to think that. But, but it if it has been discussed, if Pochettino has said it's Son's penalty, if we get a penalty, then if Lamella takes it off him, then then he needs to be fined. Well, it, uh, it, it looked <laughs> no, like we, was, we were saying, take him off. We're like, <laughs> we're really kind of look like who got to the ball first. I mean, you know, Danny Rose could have got there first and said, I'm having it. But, you know. Is it, I, I, it, from where you were sitting, is it fair to say? Well, I was, that, I was, I was lying on my couch. I see. But, okay, but so, well, I, I only saw it again today. I've only seen the right, sort right, right. of the toing and throwing but, but it kind of seemed like Lamella was it's like it's my ball no it's yeah. my ball no it's my ball you know? I can tell you there are at least six people around me who are like Lamella will miss this penalty there was no confidence in him I felt no. um, whereas penalty. I think we all would have you know I think everyone in the ground seemed to have been uh, thinking it should be Son's penalty but you know what do we know you know, I don't, you know I'm not on the training ground every day if you're going to um, if you're going to take the ball and insist on taking the penalty you better bloody score yeah. it though I mean yeah. especially when you're around with someone who scored five in, in five games I actually thought I mean uh, this is splitting hairs and being very picky, but I, I actually thought that L- Lamella was our one slightly weaker player yesterday. I think defensively uh, he was good at times, but I just uh, yeah, I just felt there's a, there's a few times he, he lost the ball. I think, and and some people who listen to this show, some thousands, do think there's an anti-Lamella agenda on the Spurs show. But um, I'm a big fan. The last the last game I saw before going away was Monaco Wembley and. He just, oh, he, I was, he infuriated me that night. And I, his, the first goal, I'm not going to go on old, the old games, but that first goal was his problem. He's, he, he goes through games sometimes, like, he's in the war and the, he's forgot, he's gone onto no man's land and he's forgotten to take out the minesweeper <laughs> and he's just walking around aimlessly. And you think, you're going to get blown up, your legs are going to go in a minute. <laughs> just stay off, you know, stay on the wing. And I know he's got talent and he's, he's bulked up, but, He's the one player when he gets the ball. Sometimes I think you're either going to do something brilliant here, or you are just going to walk into just this huge hole and lose the ball. I'm actually yeah. a big fan. I thought in pre-season he was uh, he was looking great. I'm thinking yeah. this is going to be his year. And with seven games in league-wise, it, it it could well still be. What what are your thoughts on? Yeah, on well, so I can tell you for uh, you know. In honest truth, a year ago or so, when we drew two all at home to Stoke and we've been two nil up, I, you know, I did an interview after and I said I thought I thought Lamella's time at Spurs had gone because at that stage of his career, his decision making was so bad at times. You know that old thing that Bobby Robson used to say about Gaza. You know he dribbles when he should when he should pass and he passes when he should dribble and that was really Lamella back then. And then over the next kind of 15 games and that kind of coincided with the kind of 15 game run we went unbeaten at the beginning uh, at the beginning of last season after the united loss it started to improve and i really felt that he it got he realized quickly that the more he ran about and the more he tried to tackle the more the spurs fans would get behind him and he was doing that first and uh, you know that kind of side of the game first really uh, pressing everyone closing everyone down and that would then give him the confidence to make the right decisions and then towards the back end of last season I thought he was really becoming the player 
that we all hoped he could be. So I'm I'm with Barry on this. I, I think he is a, a excellent player. He's still incredibly young. Yeah. 23, 24. Some people develop at different styles. And I think he's had to learn in the last two, three years that he's not the best player in the world. I think he kind of came thinking he really, really was. He definitely, when he arrived, thought that he was quicker than he was. He thought he, you know, there have been so many times where he thinks he's got Bale's pace and he hasn't. So he has to kind of use his strength more and he's really learning that. And I think he will, you know, I think he'll sign a new contract soon and I think he will turn out to be an excellent Spurs I'm not, player. I'm not anti Lamella. Yeah. He, 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 I do, he's young, like you say, he, he will grow under Pochettino. I mean, I, I, apparently after that penalty missed yesterday, there was a break in the play about two minutes after. I think it was when Danny Rose got fouled by Sterling and Pochettino came out on, practically onto the pitch and apparently put his arm around him, patted him on the back, had a word in his ear, you know, and he went off kind of looking quite happy. So it was, Maybe vindicated you. Okay, you you were on the penalty. You missed it. Don't worry about it, son. We've don't worry about it, son. You know, so, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted six and six. It wasn't a great penalty, but with penalties, it's invariably if the keeper goes the right way, it looks like it's not a great penalty. It goes the other way, and everyone's you know it's in the uh, corner. Yeah, it was so. the right. I mean, all fair. He it didn't was the wha- right he didn't, height as yeah. well, wasn't it? It was. Uh, yeah. It, you know, was no, it was no Jason Punchin penalty. Do you remember yeah, that? No, 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 no. 3-0 yeah, yeah, <laughs> would have just probably, hasn't as, Mike, as Mike would probably say, 3-0 with, what was it, about 18 minutes, that penalty? You could have kind of said, this is, we've won the game now. Yeah. Uh, 2-0 with, with 10 to go. There was I was sitting there going, you know, they get one. They yeah. Might, they might get yeah. another. No, it never that felt that nervy. edgy, though. Yeah, and, and again, I think this is this new resilience that, that now is feeding to the fans as well. Mm. Amazing, amazing atmosphere yesterday at yeah. Wild Lane. Jumping. Yeah. And, and, of course, why wouldn't it be? I mean, if you <laughs> if you're not going to have a great atmosphere for for that game, um, but um, but yeah, I think the fans as well. I think there was there was, there was a, you know there was a couple of shots and um, uh, Larice made a couple of great saves, um, but there was no point really where where you thought oh any minute now this is this this game's going to turn. I think look. no more than certainly no more than just my average nervous Spurs fanishness uh, that I. I said it as well. I, I part of me wishes I was a neutral fan watching that game because tactically, in terms of a football match, it was really incredible to watch. And of course, I wouldn't have had that ner- that nervousness to go along with it. But I think if I had been a neutral watching that game, I think I would have thought from about fifteen twenty minutes, Spurs are going to win this game. Here's an interesting thing. So if we carry on playing the way that we do, and and what was so satisfying about yesterday's win as well was to beat a team like City I mean Pep Guardiola in all fairness very magnanimous in defeat mm. he was he was great um, very gracious but um, we're playing a team with the budget that they've got the wages that they pay people and not only like I was saying in the intro where we've got a load of contracts signed up a load of players signed up to new contracts um, uh, but to be playing that with, with the amount of money that we spent I mean you got it there's 30 million on Sissoko but you look at any of those tables of net spend over the last five years and we're right at the bottom of that table mm. I know we had a lot of money coming in as well but we haven't gone out and spent even with all this new TV money we're in such a healthy position the wonder is if we carry on we have a season like this and say we, we have a bit of a run in the Champions League mm. then Barcelona or, or Madrid are going to come call in for Pochettino but I don't I get the impression that he would um, stay it, it, he would stay for it he's certainly not going to not see the new stadium I don't think I, I, yeah. I reckon we've got him for, for at least at least three years I've got a feeling that it, and I, legend, when I, saw that, I saw that stuff when he was at was it Scots in Mayfair back in the last season with Ferguson I was thinking I don't believe it you know I had a tapping stuff again but it's more Pochettino reaching out to him to say I've got a group of well, apparently some young players blah 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 and I'm is this like Fergie's fledglings is mm. this like Pochettino's young kids is he building how I say it needs, to, needs to be a pee doesn't it yeah it does yeah I haven't thought of that but um 
He, he could stay. It seems like Alderweireld could could sign for Real Madrid, boss. He could sign for any team in the world, but he loves playing for Spurs. Got him for eleven million quid. It's an absolute joke. If you look at you know they had Otamendi thirty million quid, Mangala who's already off on loan forty odd million quid or more. I don't know. T- one thing incredible that yesterday on on the telly. I think it was Redknapp who was always a good player for Spurs, and he's he's still a, you know a Liverpool fan, but he has Spurs quite close to his heart. But he's still got this massive lemon in his mouth after his dad got sacked. <laughs> Is that he kept saying, "Well, City missed the Bruyne. City missed the Bruyne." I was thinking, "Well, they got Silver. They got you know they got these. They got Aguero. Okay, we haven't got Kane. We haven't got Dembele. We haven't got Deer starting. You know, if there's anyone missing players yesterday's game, it, you would have looked at that team and said Spurs. Yeah. How, how how were we going to play against City with that? Like, we didn't know, mm-hmm. but Pochettino obviously knew. But for them, you know, we're not the darlings of Sky or the media. I think we're That's well fine. under we're well under the radar. Yeah. That, I but, think but it's, it's great. We, I don't think we will be now after Sunday. But but there was yeah. a we were sort of creeping, you know, into second place. Uh, uh, obviously before the the Liverpool game, um, and you felt that actually there's no pressure at the moment there's no pressure we're just you know we're just sort of just quietly going about business unbeaten couple of draws yeah and I felt with our injuries that we had yesterday as well that that kind of alleviated more pressure because I think as fans in the stadium I think if, if City had turned us over two or three nil I think we'd said well you know we're missing a bit a spine yeah, there yeah. basically so we'd said you know and our new signings are betting in a bit so it was an unbelievable performance and just going back briefly to what you said about uh, Pochettino and uh, Rail and Barca I think Pochettino is a smart enough man to know if he goes to them he potentially could be out in six months time yeah I, I've said this before but I think genuinely Pochettino has the chance the best chance of anyone to make a, a, a legacy at Tottenham Hotspur he can lead us into the new stadium it's his team it's his uh, you know Levy I think realises he's got the perfect manager for him you know in terms of how he deals with the press in terms of the type of player he wants to work with it's absolutely perfect and I think Pochettino knows you know with the talent he's got and that he can work with uh, that he has now and that he can buy in and at the academy he could become like you said potentially you know like Fergie did whereas I think if you look at the other clubs around us Conte at Chelsea uh, Wenger will leave soon Mourinho at Man United and Guardiola at City you're looking with Guardiola and Mourinho they only really stay for three years at a time three four years at a time then they move on they they win things they get bored Wenger like I said I think will go Conte remains to be seen he didn't stay all that long at Juve considering they won everything so if Pochettino can ride that out, new stadium next year, I think will be hard at Wembley. I really do. I think it'll be tough. I think teams will come to Wembley every every other week and be like, mm, "Yeah, I'm enjoying this." It'll be very tough. See it into the new stadium. I think very bright future for Spurs. Move over, Ricky and Aussie. We got a new Argentinian legend <laughs> in the <laughs> yeah. making. Um, Defence wise, yesterday when you look at our defence, I mean, again, this is very unSpurs like to have a defence that's only leaked three goals in seven games, and you look at our defence and you go. Even if that back four were out, possibly not against Aguero and against a City, but any other game, if, if those, if that, the whole four were out and you can replace them with Davis, Trippier, Vimmer and Carter Vickers, who's looking great. Um, you go that, I mean, and, and Dyer obviously who can, who can drop back in and apparently so can, um, Wanyama. But you go, we are well covered for the mm. first time in ages. We are, I mean, the squad looks great. I mean, when you look and you think that in every single position, Ericsson as well yesterday. I mean, Ericsson, when you look at the, the, the front three that play behind, uh, whether it's going to be Kane or, or some at the moment, uh, Ericsson for me at the beginning of the season was, was a bit inconsistent and, uh, and, and wasn't, you know, wasn't showing the form that he had in patches last year. But yesterday, apart from possibly sometimes his final delivery, I thought he was great and defensively he was cutting out passes. I mean, all of these players, 
these are players when he was at Ajax when Lamella was at Roma um, th- they weren't playing defensively the way they do now I mean the, what Pochettino has done with his players is, is, is outstanding I think I totally agree he is different he is he is an absolute breath of fresh air it makes it enjoyable to watch Spurs again because we you know the AVB years we kind of drifted and it was depressing going to Spurs a lot of people used to say that but going to see Spurs now and with Pochettino in charge it's just it's fun you're excited yeah you, I, you feel excited to go to White Lane again yeah I think Ericsson's a good example uh, talked about this uh, with someone earlier on I think you know back in the day pre-Pochettino I think Spurs would buy someone like a Payet and I think Payet is a fantastic unbelievable footballer but do you you know but do you think if we had Payet instead of Ericsson as that playmaker Payet would put in the yards that Ericsson does off the ball I don't so what I would actually what I would say and I you know this bit controversial because Payet is a bloody genius but Ericsson I think is so good at the amount of work he puts in and closing down and then for a 24 year old he's still young as well he can become as good as Payet in terms of how many goals he scores how many assists he makes he already makes loads and loads of assists and scores enough goals um, so I would choose him and I think Pochettino would choose him as well uh, although obviously you know I just think back in the day Spurs would have just gone for the flair player rather yeah. than the player who will also give you the you know work for the philosophy of the manager and Ericsson uh, there are quite a few games where he has covered the most ground or he's mm. like covered like 13 kilometres or something you were saying about the sprints earlier there was a sort of stat earlier Spurs sprinted 2,351 metres to City's 1,813 what does that even mean who's 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 the, I mean, yeah, what it means is that a company called, that? a company called Opta started about 10 years ago and uh, started producing unnecessary stats. But now we all live and, you know, we live our lives by them because that makes us feel like ours are, is the hardest working team. So I don't mind it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say we are fairly hard working. Yeah, Yesterday yeah. we seem like the, the hardest working team. Uh, any negatives at all? I mean, can you pick anything? I mean, I'd say Lamella's slightly off color performance possibly, but I mean, other than that, and a couple of times with, with Larice's, if we've been really picky, yeah. Larice's distribution was, was, was it a couple of times. I t- I one thing I will say, actually, it's, we do that where we try to pass from the back and we put it out to the wings and it goes back. And Vertonghen is normally at the centre of the nervousness. It's like, oh, I don't want to give it back to you. And a couple of times they could have scored. They could have scored. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They could have scored where we where we kind of faff around with it at the back. We're trying to do what City do, but we didn't really have much pressure on us. But it's just, I don't want it. You you have it. I don't want it. And it's Alderweireld normally takes charge of it and sort of, you know, hits a... Dawson Escalade ball actually gets to <laughs> gets, a player. Yeah, 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 yeah. just going straight out into, <laughs> yeah, yeah, into, yeah. into, into oh, row so I say that's not a criticism, it's just the one thing that it, it makes me nervous. We kind of get up in a game and then it's kind of passing it around the back where there's just... Uh, it's not Pochettino way, but if you if you don't want it, just get it, get rid of it, get, get it. Well, there were a few. To be fair as well, though, yesterday um, there were a few. Danny Rose particularly, a few clearances where 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 it got a little bit nervy, and he just smacks yeah, it straight high, up high, the field. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, it's That's exactly just, what you want. Yeah. I thought Vertonghen was 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 amazing yesterday. Him, him and Alderweireld, I thought they both of them were yeah. were absolutely outstanding. And there were times over the last couple of seasons, well not, not last season actually, uh, a couple of seasons before that where uh, Vertonghen looked a bit disinterested. I always remember that that game uh, where we got turned over at Chelsea uh, yeah. where he just, just sort of made a couple of mistakes. He didn't look up for it. Well, he had Eunice Cabal next him, that's why. Yeah, and there was a period where he was made to play left back and basically whenever they ask him to play left back, you can see in his face like, oh, can't be I mean, He plays there for Belgium. I know, but oh. that's probably, you know, what they play... 
Alderweireld and Vertonghen at fullbacks, and they don't want, they wonder why they don't make it as well as as far as they should do. I'll tell you, who's more gutted uh, about Vertonghen playing left back the other week. It was Ben Davis. <laughs> you, go, yeah. you go, hang on a minute. I thought I was second second choice left back, and now yeah. you're pulling your centre back over. Another good player, Ben Davis. I like him a lot. Think, well, wasn't that a height thing? Was it a height thing? There can't be that much. Or was it against it, Sunderland no? that game? I was away. Exactly yeah, how it, it was. Because yeah, Sunderland quite a, quite, a, quite a uh, tall team, at, 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 you know. So again, I read it on. I, I, yeah. Online, Pochettino kind of lined us up against your position. So you know, six That's foot right. twos against six. Not. That's what he told but, Ben. But Davis, also, I remember. But <laughs> yeah. also, I knew. I think it was that I read that Ben Davis was going to have to play the Gillingham match in the week because we had like I think it was four matches in right. You know, twelve days or whatever right, it was. Yeah, yeah. So Ben Davis was told, you know, you're absolutely going to be playing full 90 in the Gillingham match. So he, he, he moved it around a bit. And I remember feeling a bit like, oh, it's a bit of a risk to rest players against Sunderland because they're the games like last season. Even last season, we didn't win all those games like the home game to Stoke, etc., etc. But, we, you know, we got our result. You know, I think the squad is just much deeper now, much stronger. Ended up being a bit of methodical tinkering. Yeah. Um, so just uh, just quickly on the uh, the CKS, uh, CSK, whatever they, what are they? CSK Moscow. Yeah. Uh, now we didn't actually see. We didn't. We see didn't see it. It. I was working that night. I you were away. So Barnaby helped us out here. But I saw the I saw the goal <laughs> and I, I read the reports. Yeah. Um, sounded like it was a massive improvement on the on the Monaco game. It was. I think. Um, I think there's a lot, especially with the Wembley thing. I think we're going to be a lot more successful potentially in our away Champions League matches than our home ones. Um, Monaco really came to Wembley and did a number on us. Really enjoyed it. Played. They played really well. Uh, at CSKA, we, weren't, we, so we weren't that bad against. Not as bad as some people well said. Monaco. I thought yeah, we, they were we, excellent, though. I really did. They, they were good, but they sort of hit us on the break a couple of times. They, had, they didn't yeah. have any chances, did they? Um, but, yeah, but, but I mean, that's Champions League. You know, that's top level football, I think. And I, I felt we were a little bit undercooked in terms of our experience on that day. But against CSKA, uh, I really felt like. Um, yeah, they bossed the game from from start to finish. We had a lot of chances. It, it got to the seventieth minute, and it felt like whether it was going to be one of their one of those days where we didn't take our chances. Um, in the end, Son got in. Great pass from Lamella. Good finish. Keeper could have done better, but we totally deserved to win that game. And it's a long way to travel. It's a new stadium, very compact. The opposite of West Ham Stadium, to be honest. Very. They built a new stadium, very compact. Fans are right over the pitch, a bit like White Hart Lane. And um, you know, as you'd expect, the Russian fans were you know jumping, buzzing all night. They were really loud. It was really atmospheric. But you know, Spurs went away from home and uh, took the sting out of the game and should have won by two or three I think it was a very impressive performance and you know I've spoken to some uh, Chelsea fan friends dare I say it uh, this week and they're like God for you to go to to Russia well for you to start away at Middlesbrough get a win go to Russia get a win and then play you know what everyone's calling the champions elect and win that's an incredible week and not many teams do that when they go Champions League in, in the middle of the week in a really big game especially when you've lost your first game in the group so you know, Pochettino has, has, has done an incredible job this week. Ten points for either of you. You can tell me what CSKA stands for. No. <laughs> cool. Didn't think so. Uh, and also, that was without uh, Danny... I don't know either. Uh, Danny Rose... <laughs> I can't even say it. Danny Rose uh, without Dyer, Rose, Dembele and Sissoko for that trip as well. Yeah. It's just Again, just uh, just goes to show the, the strength and depth. Um, uh, and, and everyone playing with this same system. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about pressing. Just go back to the, sorry, to the City game quickly. It was noticeable yesterday, uh, especially being there in the ground. It was noticeable on the very odd occasion where we weren't shutting down one of, the, one of their defenders. And I mean, and you're thinking, hang on, in a normal game, like a few years ago, and, and most teams in the Premier League, you've got that time to have a little look up, a defender of the opposing team, got time to look up, see where they can pick their pass. Mm. And the odd occasion that happened yesterday, your instant thought was, come on, shut them down. Go, yeah. hang on. We've been doing it for 
for 85 minutes of this 90 minute game there were a couple of occasions where it didn't happen I tell you what, I, and the, I, I'm going to go off kilter here but I watched, I watched the Manchester derby the other week and I think was it City's first goal came from where Oh, what's his name? The guy, the Mkhitaryan. Mm-hmm. He kind of just yeah, he, he didn't ambled do it. He, in. Didn't, he just like let you, they let them like pass the ball through. They got a flick and they went and scored. Yeah. You know, if if we did that, if that's how we were to play, Pochettino would go. I think he would. Yeah, he he would literally tear the guys head off. Well, well what I like about Pochettino as well, you, you think with him, firm but fair. Isn't he? He's firm but fair. You, you know, he gives praise uh, when we're playing well. He's, he's very. He doesn't make excuses. And the game against Monaco, um, when you look at the difference in attitude. Uh, from the Spurs players yesterday and from that game you know and he made that point of going oh, w- w- what happened people were nearly in tears and excited uh, when the Champions League anthem was being played and then where was that passion when they went out on the mm. pitch why do we play all last season for this and you just didn't bother showing up yeah, yeah. yeah. Really and, and he did and but he they, did yeah but they're young yeah uh, and, and he did the right thing and I think that that did kick them up the arse a bit but you know if you look at it fairly they're young Kids and that's eighty five thousand people and that might have you know that it might have been a bit rabbit in the headlights. You saying they bottled well. it a little bit? No, I would never use the the b word. I'll leave that to the <laughs> like, to, oh, to, to the opposition well then, like, fans. Spurs were unlucky. Yeah, yeah. But that's I think lessons learned from that game when we go to Wembley for our next two games. Touch wood, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Do you think the size of the pitch? Is, is, is a big factor that, the, that Wembley's bigger or do you think it's I just I, I don't think so I don't think so I think the way we played yesterday we could really do some damage on the way we, you know the way we broke you know the way that Sissoko sometimes he got that ball and he, he, he I think he went through about four or five plays in mm. one move yesterday mm. he's an absolute animal and then Deli Alli got the ball and he, he turned and as he turned about three City players literally were like where, where's he gone yeah the way if we can play like that, at, you know, at Wembley, up, you know, I'm, I'm sort of jumping ahead of myself there. I think we'd be fine. Yeah, we haven't I, mentioned. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, like, I, I think if we get through our group, which you know, really hope we do, and we should do, you know, if we pull one of the big guns out, then Pochettino sits them in front of that tape of them playing Man City yesterday and say, well, you, how much better do you really think Real Madrid are than Man City? Because they're not a lot better. So you did this on Man City. You can do this to a, you know, one of the the top three, four clubs and give them a proper game. It won't be like. A few years ago, where we got did, done four 0 against Real Madrid, and we had Gomez in goal, and Crouchy got sent off. Early I was there. Was. It was, was, there it, it was, there was gutted when the draw came out. We didn't get. It was yeah. Uh, was, it, was it more like yeah, we're going to go through? Or I think oh, no. I think, I think we're going to. I think we're going to go through. Um, uh, I mean, it would be interesting. Obviously, it was a disappointment that the, the Monaco game. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what we'd do at Leverkusen um, when it's a couple of weeks time. Yeah, it's away first, isn't it? Yeah, it's away first. That's a good thing. I like so that. it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see because we. Again, if we if we play like we did yesterday, we can we can beat anyone. I mean, that's quite a claim, but I mean that was such a great performance yesterday. And like you're just saying, Ali. Then we haven't even mentioned Ali. I mean, mm. the, the way he took his goal. Uh, I mean, you always you worry with Ali a little bit that that he's um, you know he might he might just lash out on someone like he did last year. He's got yeah. he's got that to his game, but I quite, I, I quite like that about yeah. him as well. And uh, he was. Um, Again, you know, you forget he's enough. He's a big lad. He's six foot two, and gets stuck in some lovely, lovely little flicks yesterday. Some, yeah. some, some great little headers. When he won that free kick for for Ericsson, where he beat about three men. It was a fantastic bit of football. It was great. It was great, and the um and and the goal was was so well taken. What a pass as well! Brilliant pass. It was like something that Van der Vaart used to do. Yeah, one of those like behind, you know, that kind of. It was just. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was I really enjoyed that yesterday. So um so yeah so so uh, let's let's hope next uh, 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 by Leverkusen let's hope we get a little win there. Um, I think if we win it, second if we in the win group by Leverkusen if we win it by Leverkusen then we'll bring them back home pretty confident. We could have nine points, you know, from those two yeah, after those games, and then you, you know, ten points always just gets you through in the Champions League. So I think that's what Pochettino will be aiming for. Have you either of you got plans to go to any of the um, 
Any of the uh, Champions League games? The away games? Uh, I think if we, get, if we get through, if we get oh. through, I will go anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd like to. I, l- last time around, I went to uh, I went to the Bernabeu for for that game when Crouch was just terrible sending off. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely Bizarre. awful. And uh, but, but the, the only time he ever put in a tackle, I think, in his whole Spurs career. Well, it was two. It was two in almost the same position. Yeah, it was. He just got overexcited, didn't he? Uh, and the other game was I was supposed to be going to the Inter Milan game, uh, and, and my cousin uh, was out there. He went out a day early, and I had work, so I couldn't. So I was flying out that night, and it was last minute, and I ended up getting a um, uh, a flight going via uh, Madrid to uh, to Milan. Flight first flight was delayed. Second flight got cancelled. I ended up watching it with six other Spurs fans in O'Neill's Irish pub in Madrid, and that was obviously the Bale game where he scored the hat trick when we four 0 wow. down. And then just to top it all off, six people I didn't know. Do you know what I mean we, we're all very good friends now? But uh, uh, you bond over that sort of experience yeah. when, you, when you're watching that four 0 down and you see a Bale hat trick. Yeah, yeah. Just missed an unbelievable game, uh, and then left there, went back to our hotel, uh, and on the way there, I got punched in the balls by a prostitute for no reason at all. She came up to me and said, "Would you like any business?" And I thank you, I'm married. So very politely. Punch me in the nuts. I thought, could yeah. this might get any worse? Um, right, I, think, I think that story is for a separate podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Yeah, you know, that, that you talk about that in the Milan game. I think I was in a pub with a lot of my mates, and uh, yeah, it was four 0 at half time, wasn't it? And we were we were supposed to be going for, a, and we uh, had a man sent off. Yeah, and we had a man sent off. I think I was supposed to be going for a curry, and they were like, "Oh, come on, just go." I was like, well, "Yeah, okay." And then we were sitting on the curry house, and I was like, "Eat my bobber on," was it? So. It's 4-1 or whatever. It's 4-2. It's 4-3. Bell's got a hatchery. Oh, shut up. There you go. I'm, you can stick your madras, mate. I'm running back to the pub. <laughs> but um, I can't if believe If you stayed in that, that curry house, it would have been 4 all. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love the way you rushed off to see no more goals. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was in, uh, I was away some, I was in, I was in Fiji when, uh, when Liverpool with the Champions League, famous Champions League final with, with Liverpool when they were 3 0 down. Yeah. Uh, and we got a boat, but I mean, if, if that had been Spurs and I had to have caught that boat, I would have been. Could be, could be. Well, wouldn't it be? Could be this year. Let's hope so. We're so, a better team this year than Liverpool were when they won it in 2005. I can tell you that. Damn straight. Yeah. Um, right. So we've got an international break coming up. Good or bad thing? Bad, bad thing. Isn't bad it? thing. Boring bad thing. for momentum. But you know, I like watching the Spurs players play for England, but always a little bit with your fist in your mouth, hoping they don't get injured. Really. Yeah. Oh, Southgate. It's a shame for momentum. I <laughs> know Southgate will get it as well. Won't he? He's bound to get it unless yeah, he messes well, up. Nobody well, else. I can't believe what I was reading last week about what's going on in England. It's an absolute. Oh, club before country anyway oh god Tottenham every first. time every time so I'd rather we I know they want to play for England but I'd rather they didn't I've certainly noticed a lot how, how much more apathetic I am towards England since Spurs have become really good yeah, totally, uh, yeah because back in the you know late when I you know kind of Gaza era England 90 to 96 Spurs were so shite that you know I actually used to latch on to England as, as a possible <laughs> a possible you know source of winning something but uh, now it's all about Spurs really yeah and there was a time where we didn't get we, we had hard, do we have any one in the England squad for what there was, there was a couple of you know there was a few years where we Darren Anderton back in the oh, day course, Teddy yeah, Anderson, yeah. yeah but there was no David Howells or Steve Sedgley getting anywhere was there no none of them no. <laughs> and then well, when we get back, West Brom isn't it yep we've got West Brom on the uh, on the 15th when we get back um, well, they've pulled out a couple of good results recently yeah I mean we only West drew Brom. we only drew there last year so I think this is our first real opportunity you know we've had a great start this year compared to last seasons but actually in terms of all the games we've played we've pretty much mirrored how we played in those games we beat City beat Stoke away uh, drew at Everton drew at home to Liverpool so it's pretty much mirrored it whereas at West Brom last year we only got a draw so if we get a win there this year it's a, it's a sign of genuine improvement even though we've definitely improved one, but you know what I mean well I say one word one name 
Nasser Chadley. Yeah, Nasser Chadley. Oh, imagine that. Chadders comes back to Hornets. He'll be bang on, up for that Gets one. Gets a yeah. hat trick. Uh, uh, all right, just before we go, a couple of things. First of all, we would like to wish a very happy new year to all our Jewish listeners. Um, also, uh, you can get links to our free iPhone and Android app on our Facebook group and Twitter feeds. Uh, and the whole back catalogue of all the Spurs shows are at spursshow.net. Um, uh, there's also the Spurs show live on Monday, December the 12th, where the guest will be none other than that touchline dancing experts manager David Pleat you can get tickets at live.spurshow.net uh, next week there's no games so there'll be no usual show but we will be playing and releasing into your inboxes or whatever where do they go what do you call them when it goes into your iTunes boxes oh, I messed that up didn't I <laughs> anyway what, there's no show basically and there's going to be a special with uh, with Cliff Jones that was recorded so uh, and that's an absolute must listen so thank you very very much to, uh, to our guests uh, to Matt and to Barnaby thanks for joining Cheers. us thanks a lot thanks. enjoyed it thanks and uh, apologies to the listeners there was uh, no moaning this week but um, what is there to moan about come on you Spurs if you like this podcast come and join me Mark Webster for the Whistleblowers a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net and it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one Sports Social Podcast Network Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.